Time now for the Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular with your hosts, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, and Mike Kegley. Getting ready for another week of college football. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy. Glad you're here along with us uh, on the Sports Spectacular. We've got a lot to talk about here. Penn State 2-0 and now heading to Illinois, that normally would be a game that you feel like they'd handle uh, pretty easily. Uh, but look, it hasn't been that long. We remember when they were in State College a couple of years ago. We'll talk about that here uh, coming up. We're going to hear from James Franklin here, guys, in just a moment. But I uh, want to get your assessment here as we start. Um, we'll get some insider uh, info here coming up in just a bit uh, with, with the people who are right there inside the program to talk more about this game. But I want to get your thoughts in terms of um, two games in, uh, where you think this team is right now? Are they where that you, where you thought they would be? Uh, are they overhyped? Are they underhyped? What are your thoughts? We'll find out. I mean, you know, I I think Penn State's good. I I really do. I I think they're they're loaded. I think they've got a nice quarterback, although he's inexperienced to be his first road game. But I really think they're good. I think they've got a lot of talent, as much talent as they've had, you know, in the since James Franklin got there, and now, you know, they've. You know, Illinois hammered them with, um, you know, using like 84 offensive linemen at a time, the barge things, and just ran the football and grinded the game and slowed it down. And Penn State can't allow them to do that if they want to be successful. And I think, but I think that is their their flaw, maybe. I think that's why they may fare better against Ohio State than maybe a Michigan. Michigan might be too physical up front for them. But, but I think Illinois, is Illinois physical enough up front in the running game to control the clock and then make it tough on Penn state. Cause then a couple of a three and out here or there then puts pressure on them. But I, I think Penn state's really talented. I just think the question is, do they look too far ahead, you know, with a ranked Iowa team the following week and then, and their big white out. And then, you know, looking down the road already at Ohio state and Michigan. Yeah. The Illinois loss to Kansas was one that may help, you know, put Penn State at more ease than they would like to be. There is an opportunity that the Illini could run up the middle on Penn State if they can. They can cause some issues in the defensive tackle and 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 those those you know gaps up the middle. Illinois might be able to make this a game if Penn State is able to stop the interior run. I think it's going to be a long afternoon for the Illini. Yeah, it's uh, pretty tough. 15-point favorites uh, in this one. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, and I want to get our insiders uh, thought on this here in just a moment. Uh, coming up is we're going to talk with uh, Donnie Collins of the Scranton Times-Tribune uh, in just a bit here. Um, loved uh, one of James Franklin's opening remarks, and we're going to hear it here, I think, in just a moment. Uh, i got to check. I think he's gonna, we're going to hear it. Talk about, again, how Penn State always, 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 Opens Big Ten play on the road. 31 seasons in the Big Ten, only nine home games uh, as their Big Ten opener. Um, I get why they're upset. You'd think that that any team, um, it'd be a little more even, especially a team with the status that that Penn State brings. Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. I mean, you know, I'm sure it's all coincidence. Oh, right? It yeah. has to be, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, but you know, you wonder, you always see those scheduling. You wonder why you're always having this or always having that or starting on the road. I, I've seen other schools have the same thing in basketball where they start on, Oh, we always have these road five out of the first eight on the road or five out of the first seven on the road. I I think that's another example of that. It's not doesn't seem fair, but it is what it is. Right. 
yeah, I think there's probably bigger fish to fry for Penn State to worry about. Like, how do we beat Ohio State? How do we beat Michigan versus, you know, where my first game is, you know, in September? But, you know, it is definitely something that makes you wonder why it's going that way. So string up some W's and tell the Big Ten to that, that you don't mind. And that's what how they have to handle that, I think. Exactly. Well, listen, here is uh, a bit of sound from James Franklin's news conference earlier in the week addressing that very issue. And uh, and listen closely here in these uh, first 30 seconds, um, what his change in strategy is going to be to try to get uh, to try to trick the Big Ten into giving him a home opener um, as their first conference game at home instead in 2024. Listen to this. Uh, on to Illinois and, and Coach uh, Bielma. Um, yeah, obviously, he's got a ton of history as a head coach and specifically a head coach uh, in the Big Ten Conference. Uh, I've, known, I've known Brett for a while. Um, he goes on the Nike trip that me and my wife go on as well, uh, him and his wife. So we've gotten to know him both personally and professionally. Got a ton of respect for him and, and what he's been able to do. Um, I think it's also helpful. You got you got two head coaches in in the Big Ten that have been head coaches in the SEC to sort of have that perspective uh, in our conference meetings. I think is helpful. Uh, the defensive coordinator, um, you know Barry Looney. Um, you know you talk about them and what they do. Excuse me, I said defense coordinator. I mean offensive coordinator uh, Barry Looney and what they do. They're a spread team, eleven personnel is what they're going to base out of. Um, they're trying to find to get the ball, trying to find ways to get the ball in the number one's hand hands, Isaiah Williams, who feels like he's been playing, uh, at Illinois forever. Uh, and then I think, you know, the, 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 um, Luke Altmeyer, the young man who transferred from Mississippi from Ole Miss, um, has really helped them. You know, he came in in the Toledo game and drove them right down the field. And I thought last week was able to make plays with not just his arm, but with his legs as well. I think he had a 72-yard touchdown. Um, and then defensively, Aaron Henry. Uh, as we know, Bielma's also involved on the defense. Um, but they're an they're a odd front or an oaky front defense. Um, you know, we've been impressed with their personnel been a lot of talk about their personnel all offseason. Uh, defensive end, number four, uh, Jerzon Newton. Uh, defensive tackle, number 88, Keith Randolph. Linebacker, number eight, uh, Tariq Barnes. Uh, defensive end, rush, number 17, uh, Gabe uh, um, Jackis. And then uh, their nickel and corner, number 14, Xavier Scott. And then their safety, number 10, Miles Scott. Guys that that we got a lot of respect for on tape. There was a lot of buzz about these guys in the preseason as well. Um, and we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity to compete against them. Um, Drew told us about how he's really not, he, he doesn't take to be in the center of attention. That's not his style. That's not natural to him. How do you think he's taken on that part of his game, being a leader, growing in that way, handling those situations from that point of view? Well, I think that's one of the reasons what's allowing him to play so well is he's 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 really not focused on those things. He's he's focused on on um preparing to be the best quarterback and to be honest with you, we're not asking that of him. 
uh, in year one. You know, we want him to focus on doing his job to the best of his ability, obviously playing that position. There's an aspect of that that comes with it. Um, but I think he's spending all his time uh, and energy on how can he be the best quarterback for Penn State, and 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 we're not asking that of him. It's 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 kind of similar to a couple years ago, you know, when Mike got here and we we kind of made some changes to the offense. You know, um, I think it was that year. I don't think we took Sean Clifford, if I remember correctly. We didn't take him to Big Ten Media Day because I just I wanted him focused on just doing his job that year. Um, so. Um, he's doing a nice job, but I think he's doing a nice job of focusing on the things that matter most right now. I just want to get better every single week. Um, that's also why we challenge him in practice all through training camp and, and, and all through this season. It's not just the Saturdays that, that we're competing and dealing with situations. Uh, it's, it's all the time. It's all the time. But I think your, your point is a good one. We're going to learn more and more about our team every week. And, you know, there's going to be different ways that we're going to have to find ways to win. And good teams will find different ways to win each week uh, based on the opponent, based on the schemes, based on the matchups, based on the challenges, based on the weather, whatever. Um, so, you know, we've been able to check a lot of those boxes during training camp. You know, practicing in the rain, there's a ton of value in that. Uh, even though all the players are looking at the indoor facility, like, why do we have that? Um, you, know, you know, making sure during the season that not only are we getting the scheme-specific work uh, from the D-Squad, but we're also getting the good-on-good good work, you know, from a, from a speed and competition standpoint. Well, whatever, you know, there's always a plan, right? I mean, it's good to have a plan. Um, I don't know how that's going to work out, but we'll, we'll see what he can do. Um, no, I, I do think, you know, this is uh, a situation, though, where you would rather have a, a home game to kind of maybe quell some of your nervousness, especially when you got a young quarterback, you know. So, But, but overall, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. You're going to play this many home games, this many road games every year. Yeah, if I was looking at the schedule, I would say, okay, maybe it'd be nice to have a home game first, but I'd rather play Illinois on the road and get Iowa at home like it's worked out than, than have to uh, start off with Illinois at home and then go to Iowa. So it, it kind of depends on how you want to look at it, but I do think that the reverse psychology on the Big Ten will probably trick them into uh, giving them a home game to start the, the season <laughs> next year. Well, I think that, you know, when you get into, you know, regardless, you know, state college, Champaign-Urbana, whatever it is, um, when you get into this now, um, it's Nittany Lions trying to make a statement in this. Um, you know, they get the two games early on and the easy wins at home against West Virginia. And then, of course, um, you know, the game uh, last week uh, against Delaware coming out of the FCS division uh, in Division One, the FCS uh, uh, you know portion of the Division One. But I guess my question is that I, I think that this is the next step even though Illinois is not a ranked team, and yes, Penn State is a two-touchdown favorite, um, this is one that I think that they um, um, it's a good litmus test for them before they do get into a little deeper into the season in Big Ten play. Uh, and my question for you guys, too, does the, does the running game uh, break out? You know, the, the two standout running backs that we saw them have such a great season last year as freshmen, um, but it's been all about Aller, the quarterback, and the job that he has done. Do we see more of the run this week against the Illini? 
I think they definitely want to run the ball and be able to dominate on, you know, by by chewing up the clock and taking a little pressure off of the young quarterback. But on the other hand, that guy's got an arm that is, you know, he can he can throw that ball around the football field. I'm not certain that you necessarily want to do that, but if they could achieve that 50-50, and and keep the Illini off balance. Uh, it could be an extremely rough rough uh, uh, morning and 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 early afternoon for the Fighting Illini. Yeah, I think that it's um, and that's the one thing. Um, the other piece of this is Drew Aller, uh, very young. It's his first road game, right? Uh, coming in as a starter. Um, they've got an orange out event, which you know, coach was saying, yeah, orange out, white out. I mean, teams always do that for us when we when we travel. Uh, but Illinois trying to bring, they only see about 60,000 there at their stadium, Memorial Stadium. Um, but can they, again, bring the noise uh, in this one? I think, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know if it'll make a difference. You know, when, when you're used to playing at home at Penn State with that massive crowd, I'm not certain that there are very many venues across the whole United States that can really throw those guys off. So, so I, I know, I, I, you know, give it all you got, uh, Lion-Eye fans, but this is going to be a challenge to to rattle the cage of these Nittany Lions. Yeah. Noon Eastern time kickoff Saturday, and this game is on Fox. Uh, there are some people upset because uh, when they set the schedule early on, the Fox uh, pregame show, right, was going to be coming in to Champaign and setting up, uh, setting up shop there in anticipation of this game. And then this guy named Dion went on and took the Colorado job and um, won his first two games, including beating the reigning national, the defending national runner-up, TCU, even though they're a different team now than they were a year ago, beating them at their place to get the hype machine going and then beating uh, Nebraska at home, their home debut. And so as a result, the Fox morning team, they are going to be in Boulder, even though the Colorado-Colorado State game is on ESPN that night. I mean, I you, you you line up at you line up right at your at wherever your game is going to be. They're there to hype a game on another network. That's the power of Deion Sanders. Well, and, and ESPN reportedly is uh, pouring concrete foundations there to 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 make the the permanent. It seems like they're going to spend a lot of their programming time on uh, prime time. Yeah. So. Hey, you know what? When when 10 million fans turn on a Colorado game, that kind of tells you Colorado, Nebraska, that kind of tells you that at least it's a smart move. Pretty big stuff. Yeah, the, I I don't know if it's a, it's true or not. A rumor is the ESPN execs just called the local hotels and asked if they can get a a bulk discount for rooms <laughs> by the month instead because they ain't going anywhere. Hey, stay with us. Much more to come here. We'll break down this game and get a little further uh, with some insider talk. It's coming up next uh, here on the Penn State Sports Spectacular. Keep it here with us. Attention business owners, have you filed for your employee retention credit and been approved? Are you now waiting for your refund check from the IRS instead of waiting months to a year plus? How would you like to get your ERC money in about 10 days? Now you can. With ERCMoneyUpfront.com, we help business owners that have filed their employee retention credit and been approved to get their money faster. If you're getting between $75,000 and $5 million, we could get you up to a 70% advance on that money in about 10 days. To learn more about how you can get your ERC money faster, call this number right now. Speak with one of our funding specialists and have a text sent to your cell phone with details. 800-279-0419. 800-279-0419. 
800-279-0419. That's 800-279-0419. This is not a loan product except in California. An offer is not available in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, back here on the show, let's talk a little, uh, continue now with college football. The SEC, fellas, uh, two weeks into the season, um, we don't see this very often. The SEC, three and six versus power five opponents in 2023. We were joking in the break. Um, usually don't see the SEC play that many teams in the, <laughs> in the first couple of weeks. So uh, so there you, there you go. Well, yeah, Alabama didn't play Eastern Alabama State, so... They had to play Texas a little tougher, but no, I, I think that it's level of competition. I mean, when you play, you know, Alabama playing Texas, Texas is very good. Um, yeah. And I, I think Alabama's still trying to feel things through with their new quarterback. And so, you know, that that's probably the, the biggest marquee game. And then you look at, you know, Texas A&M playing Miami, right? I mean, these are tough games that you come into. And so yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, that, that, but that's what makes it fun. I was just thinking before we, before we came on air, I was thinking like, like, what do you do now? You get through Monday, and then, like, what is the purpose of Tuesday and Wednesday when there's no football? There's no <laughs> NFL. There's no college. There's nothing. What do we do during those days? <laughs> I'm just totally lost now. I don't know. Well, Brad, when when in doubt, eat. That's pretty much my. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much my theory on everything. Um, you know, I, I think the big winners in the in the SEC having a bad record are the sports fans, uh, college football fans who get to watch the games. I mean, what a fantastic game that was to watch. And I thought both teams acquitted themselves pretty well. At the same time, it's so unusual to see a team go in and beat Alabama at home. And the big winner was us as sports fans getting to watch and enter, enter and enter, you know be entertained by that. Especially before on the weekend that the NFL started, it was great to have some good games on Saturday. No, I totally agree. Um, that was outstanding. And in fact, um, you know, it was amazing getting into. We saw the TV ratings later on. Colorado, Nebraska, a bigger TV audience than Alabama, Texas. So talk about like, you know, get on your knees and repent. I mean, really? Are you kidding me? I mean, it's, you know, but again, the power of Dion, fellas, as we kind of shift gears here, um, we said last week that, again, they're the school brass looks like geniuses bringing them in. And here we are, you know, they're 2-0 and and Fox changing their pregame kickoff show to Champaign to see Penn State, Illinois, staying out in Boulder, even though that's an ESPN game that night they'll be promoting. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I thought that was intriguing. But then I looked at the ratings, and the actual Colorado-Nebraska game had more viewers than Texas-Alabama. Yeah. Think about that. I mean, these are two blue bloods. That's how Deion Sanders moving the needle. Prime time. He's moved the needle, and he's made it fun to to watch with he's, him coaching. You want to see what's going to happen? And I know, and they're good. They're a good team, and they're fun. They, they do some great things. His, his son's a great quarterback, so... Yeah, I, I think that it makes sense, but this is you want as a TV. What do they want? They want viewers. Dion brings viewers. Yeah, it, it's hard to try to dispute what Dion brings with his personality and his Q rating, and you know the the famous uh, reputation that he's built over twenty five years, thirty years. 
I also think before we make him the greatest coach in the history of college football, let's wait for more than two games into the, his first season yeah. at a power five school. Yeah. yeah. And Mike, I would say, I, I'm not, I think it's more about the fact that people want to watch. I mean, before, I mean, that's, I don't know if it's about his, I don't know if he's a great coach or not. I think he does fine, but I think it's, he's interesting. Yeah. So I think that's the key. Yeah, he is. Uh, here's what I love is that um, his son is going to steal the spotlight from him. Um, Dion, the Klieg lights, he makes sure they're on him first. Uh, Shadur Sanders saying, no, no, dad, my turn. Uh, I recall when he was a freshman at Jackson at uh, at Jackson State. Um, and Dion, they, they asked the kid the question during media day, and Dion took the question. I mean, he answered himself. Get out of your kid's way. Well, Shadur Sanders is his own man. Um, and the question for you, who is, um, is Heisman race? Is it a two-way race, Sanders? And last year's winner, Caleb Williams, and is the Hunter kid, Travis Hunter of Colorado. Is he is he a third man right now? Three man race at the moment. Yeah, intriguing. I, I don't think anybody's beating Caleb Williams. Um, but I, I do think those are both intriguing names in this Heisman race. We'll have to see what what plays out. Uh, you know, somebody else could have a you know big run here too. But I, I think winning is gonna be a key. If Colorado wins a lot, 10 and 2 to 12 and 0, something like that, they're right there in the hunt. Well, and I, I think the you know both both Sanders and Hunter will have an opportunity to win some big awards. Colorado has six ranked teams left on their schedule. If they can go through that, even four and two, that will be pretty darn impressive. The one thing with Caleb Williams is the Tim Tebow effect. It's so hard to win back to back because you're comparing, you know, the media is going to compare you against yourself from last year, and if you don't have better stats, right? If you don't do, and you know. Not to get into it again, but Tebow, a lot of the numbers were manufactured as a sophomore that weren't manufactured as a junior because Urban Meyer had a better team. So, but um, but it's fun to talk about it. Colorado and the Heisman conversation, Colorado as a destination for the media, that hasn't happened in in a really long time. I mean, look, even locally, the the local TV people were wearing black and gold on Friday, not Broncos orange and blue on opening weekend. Was Sean Payton as your first first year first game as a head coach, right? <laughs> so I mean, you know, the, the Dion, listen, he's taking the spotlight from a lot of people right now, and uh, and even from the moment from USC. But again, we will uh, we'll watch. Okay, more to come. Stay with us. Go Raiders, by the way. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as eighty three dollars a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-425-1161. 800-425-1161. That's 800-425-1161. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on credit worthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. How would you like to get high-speed internet for your home for less than $2 a day? That's right. For about 50 bucks a month, you'll get lightning fast internet. Are you paying less than 50 bucks a month right now for your internet? Then call Whole Home Connect right now for blazing fast internet at 50 bucks a month with no price increases, no hidden fees, no contracts, no upfront costs, 
costs, no equipment fees. It's a great deal. And guess what? You can try it for 15 days. If you don't like it, you get your money back. But you're going to love it. And you're going to love the price. Internet for your home for 50 bucks a month. That's less than 2 bucks a day. Plus, no contracts, no upfront costs, no equipment fees. And our 15-day guarantee. Call now. 800-215-0341. 800-215-0341. 800-215-0341. That's 800-215-0341. You're listening to the Penn State Guys Radio Network. Right back here. Glad you're still with us, Larry, Mike, and Brad. And again, it's uh, the Nittany Lions taking on Illinois, 11 a.m., actually at noon Eastern time uh, kickoff on Fox. No pregame, as we mentioned, because of that guy, Dion. Everyone wants to go talk about Dion. And you're going to miss one of the best teams in the country taking on uh, Illinois. Let's uh, talk more about this matchup now. Uh, Donnie Collins, Penn State beat writer for the Scranton Times Tribune. Donnie, uh, great to have you on the show. Um, You know, listen, I mean, I know it's been said so many times that um, if you're James Franklin, if you are our Penn State, uh, if you're Happy Valley, it nothing really matters until tr- trying to finally get that East Division title, right? I, I don't I don't want to look past Illinois, but look, I mean, this is a team that's been rolling the first two. Um, it's really about making sure you get the W and try to get to that first date in Columbus coming up uh, later on in October. Yeah, I, I think from just looking at the AP poll, the last two weeks and and it doesn't matter really it's it's just a it's a poll so it's it's just it's, a, it's an opinion but the opinion is kind of telling in Penn State's you know in a way for them because you look at two weeks ago Florida State was ranked behind them and then jumped past them after beating LSU and then last week Texas ranked behind them beats Alabama jumps ahead of them and I and I think it's just a message that hey we're you know we're, we're sure you're talented we we get it we see it but you you haven't beaten Ohio State, you haven't beaten Michigan. You got to do that. So I, I think it, it Penn State's in a in a bad spot in a way because they can't look good enough, and nobody's going to believe how good you could look until you do it against them. So I, I think Illinois is a tough team. I think they're a they're they're a hungry team after last week. I think they're better than they've looked this year, and they've given Penn State problems. But this is going to have to be a a pretty impressive win to 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 open some eyes around the country. And I don't know if that's even possible for them this week, but, but they're going to play well. This is, this has been a team through two weeks that has been as, as clean as you can get uh, way, way better than I, I thought they would. There's been no hiccups. The offense has, has been great, you know, and now you have a, a situation here where you're getting into big 10 play and you got an, an opponent who who's handled you in the past. So it, it's first road start for drew Aller, the quarterback. Let's see how they, they go out and handle it against the team that, you know, quite frankly, is, is as I've said, giving them problems. Is it, So you're expecting another maybe 10 overtimes this time. And uh, <laughs> I hope not 20, that 22 was... to 20 or something like that. We'll have two point conversions uh, for <laughs> eternity. So um, that was, uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. It, it, I think um, Illinois hasn't looked great, you know, at, at defensively, which was, supp- was supposed to be their hallmark. Right. I mean, so I haven't looked at defensively. What does Penn State do well against that Illinois defense? They should be able to throw the ball down the field. Um, yeah, they're going to run the ball. Penn State has two really good running backs. Nick Singleton, he's a home run hitter. He's He hasn't broken one yet. He's he's averaging, I think, 4.7 yards a carry, and he's getting about that every time he touches the ball. It's, it's strange how consistent he's been. 
but he's you saw him in the Rose Bowl. He, he breaks the 70 yard run. He's that kind of a he's a Saquon Barkley kind of uh, talent back there at, at, at tailback. But they also have Katron Allen. Uh, he's he's more of a grinder in between the tackles. They're a very good running team. And this Penn State offensive line is, is better than it's been in the past. But what this team does better than they did the last couple of years with Sean Clifford and what they were doing well in 2016 when they won the Big Ten, they're throwing the ball down the field. And, and it's not because they have these outstanding receivers. They have pretty good receivers. But the quarterback's a legitimate player. He, he's uh, he's He's been super impressive. He's He's, he's thrown the ball down the field with accuracy and and, and with with courage he he, he sees a one on one and he goes for it and illinois i think they're going to play that kind of a defense they're aggressive in the secondary they're going to give you chances now they're going to try to they're, they're going to take their chances to to force turnovers in that way at least that's how they played in the past but from what i've seen from them they're they're going to give you chances to beat them deep and and, and risk kind of going after those those turnovers but this guy is is the kind of guy who could beat you in those plays. And, and a couple of years ago in that nine overtime game, which was a an absolute disaster for Penn State, that that was that was a a game that that kind of changed everything for them, and it had to because people were going to lose their jobs after that one. But the, they they knew it after that game. You know, we have to get a guy who could who can make the plays down the field. And Sean Clifford, God bless him, not that kind of guy. Yeah, uh, I, I was teasing last week at, at called him a legend because he was the all time passing. Everyone laughed at me. And uh, <laughs> well, he is an NFL quarterback. There you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, but you know, you brought up something a minute ago, and I think that's when an, this is the thing that sticks out uh, for me uh, about Penn State after the first two weeks is that everybody right now is talking about in terms of you know, um, um, you know, it's early and boy, we got a lot to clean up. We got a lot to clean up. Um, we, we've looked at Florida, we've looked at Alabama, looked at, at, at Illinois and seen um, where there's just, uh, they looked, uh, they looked disorganized is a, is a term that we've used a lot here in the first couple of weeks. That's what, that's a word I can't use with Penn state, not to say there aren't things they can clean up or do better, or they're going to, they're going to be a better team a month from now. Not, I'm not saying that at all, but in terms of just being organized, being on the same page, um, kind of knowing who you are and what you're about. That's what I see when I see Penn State um, and a team that if they play the way they're supposed to, this is a team that should be in the conversation for a playoff berth uh, come the end of the season if things fall in their in their direction. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, this is a coaching staff that in the past has been knocked for not being up to snuff in the big game for, for little things catching them off guard. Those things are not catching them off guard anymore. These guys are ruthless. Uh, and, and an example, they played at Iowa in, in 2021 and the backup quarterback was, had to go in the game. Clifford got hurt and the kid had never played before. Uh, and he froze and Penn state was winning the game had, had, I was, I think it was number three against number four in the country had Iowa on completely on the ropes and this kid couldn't play ever since then the backup quarterbacks getting in when he can, they're developing these kids. They're they are taking no chances anymore. They're they're getting in there and, and and they're doing what they have to do. And what we're seeing from James Franklin now is very few mistakes in game. They are they're putting teams away and then they're doing what what they want. You know, they're they're running the ball late. They're they've built the offensive line. Olu Fashinu, the left tackle, has really changed what they've been able to do. He's he's going to be a top 10 NFL pick next year, I'm convinced. But they've they've got the talent in there now. They've got the quarterback they like. And they've got the play callers on both sides of the ball with Mike Yurisich and Manny Diaz. There's no excuses for this team anymore. I, I'm not so sure that this is a more talented team 
or a more polished team. Let me let me put it that way. I'm not sure it's a more polished team than they were in 2017 when they lost two games and really I thought were probably the best team in the Big Ten top to bottom. But this team is more prepared to, to win the Big Ten than that team was. And and, and you're right. that There is the, the, the overwhelming positives with this team through the first two weeks. Now, granted, it's against West Virginia and Delaware. But the overwhelming positives have far outweighed any potential negatives, and it's it's really nitpicking when you find anything with this team right now to to kind of criticize. When you look at this matchup, is there something Illinois does that you think can give Penn State some trouble? Is there something about Illinois that maybe, you know, obviously you said they're a tough team, but what what is it about Illinois that maybe gives them a little bit of struggle? So yeah, I've been on Illinois as a team that could beat them. Um, from the beginning of the year. Now, I didn't think they would play defense as, as quite as badly as they have the first two. I thought they'd be really good on defense. But what they could do to beat Penn State, just do what they did in 2021. Line up a bunch of big offensive linemen and and try to overpower them up the middle. That That is their, I, I think, their perceived weakness. They're not very big up the middle on defense. They have a couple of good defensive tackles in Zane Durant and Hakeem Beeman, but they're undersized. Their middle linebacker, is a, is, is a kid named Kobe King. He's inexperienced. They don't have the safety last year when they had Jair Brown, who went up, goes on to play for the 49ers. Uh, they don't have that kind of a, a safety this year. They're, they're inexperienced up the middle on defense. I think if Brett Bielema wants to do what he does best and just line up big offensive linemen and, and, and pound the ball at Penn State and try to play keep away and try to limit their chances, they they have a, a puncher's chance. I, I you know, And the, the quarterback, he, he he's a guy that, he runs the ball a little bit, Altmeyer, um, but yeah, Penn State has some trouble with those kind of guys. Now, the, the difference this year, as opposed to 2021, is they're going to have to score with Penn State because Penn State's going to put points on the board. But if they if they limit the amount of plays Penn State can make, run the ball, stick with it, uh, try to outmuscle them up the middle, they have a shot at it. Yeah, with that, how does the new clock rules, how does that help Illinois in this, speaking of, in terms of, um, you know, again, just try to, to, to play keep away and, and, and that clock running. It's a, it's a great point because, and, and that's part of the reason why in the preseason, I, you know, I always do the, the game that could trip them up. And it was easily Illinois for me this year because of how Bielema likes to play about how, you know, when you look at, look at them on paper, this is where their strengths probably are there yeah, with, with running the ball, but you could limit their opportunities. I, I, Penn state somehow ran 90 plays last week and, and that, shocked me and again delaware you know they they should be able to push delaware around and they did but penn state hustles to the line they survey everything and they have a very decisive quarterback now aller is a he he is he's something else but you want to keep that guy on the sideline you want to be able to, to you know to limit his opportunities and if your offense is limiting them if you're running the ball well enough but you throw in the new rules where the clock's not stopping and, and that limits them even more. I, I think you, you want, if, if Penn state runs in the, in the 50 to 60 play mark in this game, Illinois has got a really great shot, but you know, Penn state's going to do everything they can to, to not do that. And they've of, of all the teams in the country, I think that have had trouble with the play clock that I, that I thought might have trouble with it, with, with, with it not stopping with, I thought Penn state might have trouble with it the way they like to play and they haven't. So we'll see, but th- this is a very different team than, than uh than Delaware obviously but but they're kind of similar to West Virginia so Penn State's kind of had that that look at at, at what this is going to mean for them so I I think they got very fortunate that West Virginia was their their uh, opening game considering that 
you know, they have a very tough road matchup with Illinois coming up. So is there a is there a game? I mean, you Illinois, yeah. But so let's say they get through Illinois. Do you look at them and say, down the road, is there anything? You know, Iowa, but it's at home, right? And then, yeah, it's the whiteout game. Yeah, and, and you know that's. But at Ohio State, is that really the game that you're, you're pointing on the putting on the calendar here? Yeah, I, I mean, Iowa's another team that gives them problems. But that game a couple of years ago, I referenced that was a that was a major sticking point for Penn state. And I don't think they've forgotten some things that have happened in that game. And I, I think they're going to be very ready for that. And it is the whiteout and, and, and strange things happen when they have the whiteout at Beaver stadium. So, so I, I think I, I, I'd be surprised if Iowa has enough offense to, to run with Penn state, but, but yeah, I, I think it, it comes down to Ohio state on the road and Michigan at home and Michigan at home is the interesting one because they play this series is, is is crazy because when Penn State goes to Ann Arbor, they stink. They they are never even competitive in Ann Arbor against a, a good Michigan team. But even a good Michigan team coming to Beaver Stadium has always struggled. So they have the kind of schedule this year where it, it works for them. Penn State, I think, is the team that plays best at Ohio State in the Big Ten consistently. They haven't beaten them there in, in, in a long while. I think it was 2008. But they play well. They're They're in the games. So I, I think I think that's going to be the biggest game of the year because if they win it, it takes all the pressure off, and and it really and, and there I think in their mind doesn't matter what they do against Michigan, but I, I, if they beat Ohio State on the road, then there's going to be no excuses. They should beat Michigan at home. I, I the, the way Michigan struggles at at, at, at Penn State, so so I, I think that that's going to be a, a real tone setter, and it, it'll be deflating for them if they go into that game undefeated. As you know, with with Ohio State with a with a question at quarterback, uh, questions on the offensive line, and they don't win that game, I think that would be deflating for Penn State. Time for one more question for Donnie Collins here. And uh, one thing, Coach, uh, and I thought his his comment was great. His opening remarks on Monday, talking about yet again Penn State opening the Big Ten on the road. It's a, an amazing stat. Thirty one <laughs> years in the Big Ten, only only open at home nine times. I mean, that's, yeah. listen, I mean, I get the first few years, you're the new guy, we're going to stick it to you, ha-ha. They've earned it by now as, as one of the premier teams in the league. Um, I mean, I I thought it was great. He took the humorous route, but it's got to be frustrating. Oh, it's they're tremendously frustrated by yeah. it. And when they hired the the new athletic director, Pat Kraft, last year, one of the first things that Franklin told them was, get us a home game in the, you know, to start off the, the Big Ten. They were really upset they had to go on the road last year and play on a Friday. It was a, it was a third, I know it's a Thursday at Purdue. <laughs> they were upset about that. And then uh, I, I think, and I, I think the only home game they've played in the, to, to start off the Big Ten schedule in the Franklin era was against Rutgers, and it's it, Rutgers about an hour and a half away. So, right. so like right. it, it, it didn't even really wasn't even a, a big deal to to play Rutgers. But that said, Penn State's five and two in the last seven on the road coming in. So they've been they've been going up. They, they, they've been doing well, and they've been. It hasn't been a, a a big deal, I don't think. But I think it's a you know they they tend to take things. Uh, personally with the Big Ten. I, you know, the, the old rumor was that it went they were in the Big Ten three years before a holding call got called against <laughs> the opposing team. And I and I go back and look and it's true. So I, I think they they take some of that stuff personally, but I don't know if it really matters on the field. They're five and two in those games. And and you know when they're when they're the better team, they tend to win. Yeah. Yeah. Well a little motivation, I'm sure. And and again, we ran that uh, part of his news conference earlier in the show. 
hilarious. He said, you know, with the new schedule coming out and then the additional teams and the 18 team schedule, uh, we're going to go. And then next year, we're going to ask for a road game to start and maybe <laughs> get one if they ask. Yeah. <laughs> reverse psychology works. Yeah. Hey, we're out of time, but Donnie, thanks so much for your time. Uh, enjoy the trip to Champagne, And uh, we look forward to uh, catching up with you here uh, down the line and talk more Nittany Lions. We expecting big things uh, this year from Penn State. Yeah, great. Anytime, guys. Thanks. We appreciate it. Donnie Collins, once again, he's the Penn State beat writer for the Scranton Times Tribune. Uh, I was not going to joke about The Office, even though he said that he doesn't mind it. I wasn't going to do that. I'll do it next time. All right, stay with us. Much more to come after this. What's the best way to get rid of a timeshare that you don't want? Call the Timeshare Exit Hotline. We're a group of attorneys that help customers legally exit their timeshares. It's an easy process. We guarantee results or you pay nothing. Exit your timeshare today. Call now. 800-715-6093. 800-715-6093. That's 800-715-6093. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professional professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. 800-613-8053. That's 800-613-8053. Back here to wrap things up. Let's take a look at uh, some of the bigger games on Saturday. Brad, who do you got? Tennessee, Florida, Tennessee at Florida. This is an intriguing game when you, when you think about this, because Florida, although they looked um, you know, they looked really bad against Utah and Tennessee though, although they keep winning, have really kind of slid in the rankings. I mean, they're still, they're lower than they started the season, even though two and oh, and they won handily. So it's interesting. I, I think that this, obviously it's a road game for Tennessee. Florida is a team that has talent. We know they're still Billy Napier still filling, th- figuring things out. Josh Heupel seems to have a role in Tennessee, but for some reason, it's this, you know, a six and a half point spread. Um, I, I, Tennessee has not really been great in the passing game yet. Um, they can obviously run the ball. They're, you know, one of the best teams in the country running the football. So I think this is up to Florida. If Florida can slow down that running game. They have a chance to win this at home and kind of right the ship. I'm heading into what is probably the most difficult closing schedule of anybody in the country. But I, I still like Tennessee. I just think it'll be uh, a close game down to the wire. Yeah, and I, I've got Colorado State visiting Colorado. What a what a dynamo Deion Sanders has done uh, in terms of a coaching job in the first two weeks has proven that you can literally turn a roster 
upside down, shake out any parts that are loose, like Legos, and then turn it over, get some more pieces, and go out and win a couple games, including beating a team that was in the national championship last year. I do think that Colorado State is outmanned, and Shadur Sanders, he may have another 500-yard game you know, we could be looking at at potentially, I don't know if he can make it to 1,500 yards in three games with his arm, but boy, is it going to be exciting. And then you also want to see what Travis Hunter is going to do because can he maintain playing as many downs as he is in the thin air uh, of, of Colorado, you know, for a second game. I, I just, I just think this is going to be exciting to, to watch and, and, the rest of the country seems to agree as nobody would have predicted. I don't care who you are. The Colorado was going to outdraw Alabama and Texas in terms of viewing eyes across this country. Still one of the craziest stats of the week, isn't it? I mean, of this early season, <clears throat> I'm with you. I mean, when you talk Tennessee, Alabama, that's the game. And, uh, but it goes to show you again, the power of Dion and again, the shrewdness and the now genius of the Colorado uh, <laughs> upper brass in the school and the athletic department to bring in Deion Sanders. And like you said, I'm, I'm happy you mentioned Shadur Sanders and Travis Hunter, because while, while the eyeballs, while Dion is bringing the eyeballs, the Klieg lights should be on those guys as uh serious Heisman front runners. If you can be as such here in the early season and to do it without any hype last season is huge. You have to have a setup here to win the Heisman or to be in that, have that kind of conversation. And that did not happen for these two. And yet here they are. So I think it's great. And uh, it's good for college football. Uh, why not? You know, um, Dion's going to lose. He's not going to go 12 and 0. Um, but I'm with you. I'm the one who I raised my hand and say, I did not think he would be a huge success at Jackson state. And I'd be stunned if they win three games this season and they could win three games this month. So tell yeah. you what I, uh, number one, Georgia, uh, getting into sec play the Bulldogs taking on South Carolina. Huge favorite here, 28-point favorite for UGA. They're at home at Sanford Stadium in Athens. Uh, by the way, back on CBS, the last year of that 3.30 time slot, uh, going to the SEC, we saw some Big Ten teams there as they begin to dabble in that as they take over that time slot in 2024. Uh, but why not have the, the two-time defending champs uh, right there uh, waiting for you for game one for CBS uh, our friend David Moulton, um, you know, he'll he's uh, working that game there at Gary Danielson, his uh, spotter. Um, you know, Spencer Rattler, the star quarterback for for South Carolina, um, offensive player of the week last week, 25 of 27, 345, three passing touchdowns and a touchdown run against Furman. Remember last year against the UGA, only 13 to 25, 118 yards, had a couple of picks as well. So a little bit different. Um, but again, Georgia not going to look too deep into this. They're going to go out and do um, what they have to do uh, to get the win here because um, there is a much tougher game they had. I don't see South Carolina winning this game. I just don't see any way possible unless just something uh, crazy happens. Look for Georgia to get the big win as we expect. So, hey, that does it for now. Busy, busy show yet again. We hope you enjoy the games. We hope you've enjoyed the time together. Because guess what? We get to do it again, same time, same place, same station next week. For Brad and Mike and everyone uh, here, a part of the crew, I'm Larry. Enjoy. We'll see you next week. The preceding program is a product of Rise Above Productions and Revision Sound. Join us next week for the latest edition of Penn State Guys Sports Spectacular.